I only know about I only know about you through Alex Jones. I've seen oh, you. Okay. I can't even imagine how many times I've seen you on Alex's show. And sure. you know, all your books I got exposed to you and all your things through Alex Jones and the Alex Jones show. So like what was the impetus to accuse him of taking millions of dollars from the Jesuits? It was Clearly, I, I'll, I'm going to try to find the apology and post it to this video so that it could get me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, sure, it's, sure. I think it's really important, you know, to uh, to show the apology. Um, I'll, you could send. But, but, but remember, because okay. we agreed with uh, Rob, you that I will do with my wife a public apology, which I actually. I did the public apology also in my first episode, but briefly, without really going to the detail, and I left it to the episode of Sadly. One, two, three, here we go with the Leo Zagami show with Leo and Chris Zagami and our weekly exploration in the awkward side of the Illuminati here on. Uh, Facebook and from today band.video yes 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 we have some uh, something to say of course because we had a little bit of uh, misunderstanding with Alex we finally managed to sort things out without going too much into the detail there were some faults uh, on both sides I guess uh, not from Alex personally, but probably some of his staffers, but also there was some sabotage, really, some sabotage with uh, mail tampering, with, of course, uh, close monitoring that, uh, unfortunately, it's constantly done both on me and also on the Infowars staff. That's why, uh, even when they were not using uh, the emails from their own service providers, their own info or staff emails, they were using maybe uh, Gmail or other forms of uh, emails, uh, well, I couldn't get them, they were just put into spam, so this breaking... Well, you check your spam folder and then you saw them in there after, 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 after. But, but there was uh, also some other problems without, uh, like I said, going too much into the details, uh, in, in the end, we finally sorted out as good Christians should always sort things out uh, we were able to uh, forgive uh, each other and move further move further because it's important to move further in this info world it's also important to say you're sorry and so I did I said I'm sorry and I apologize to Alex I felt like as soon as I I said that it was like you guys know me and you know how I am and I don't ever like say anything like that about anybody so for me to say like that kind of thing it was so unchristian and I'm glad that, um, that he was able to forgive us so for that I mean it was just not nice so no there was some uh, some, some, some problems I was just, that uh, well, occurred yeah. <laughs> and, and in the end really the proof is in the pudding so if Alex gave me this Mandot video channel then he is the tip of the spear and then, that's it <laughs> and that's why he deserves the Leo Zagami tip of the spear edition which of course is different from this uh, weekly exploration into the opposite side of the Illuminati that we will continue to relay here on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, and also on Band of So if... Well, if I see this one where you're 
pictures, saw it, and um, they saw my apology. So I was really happy that I was able to apologize because I didn't want people to see me like that because that's not the way I am. Yeah, and this then, will you get know, out. This will get God out more too. God punished me because you know I never say anything, and then all of a sudden <laughs> everyone saw it. It was like millions of people are seeing this thing with me acting like a hysterical female, and it's <laughs> not me. <laughs> So anyway, That's I just a... wanted to just say I'm not Yeah, no, and my wife is a very religious person, so she was really upset about it. <laughs> oh, that's hot. That's Boys, hot. Here we go. It's a robbery. Give me everything. I can't. What? I can't. I will blow your head off. I said give me everything. I can't. She was my everything. What the f is this? He's just standing there menacingly. I'd like to welcome everybody to episode 43 of The Adam King Show, your favorite show on Bandot Video. We are just coming off an amazing interview with Adam Green from No More News. That was off the charts. And uh, that following the Jeffrey Epstein episode, we're on a roll and we're continuing that roll today. We have a InfoWars... Uh, I don't know if you what you'd call him, but I mean he's like a almost like a resident at this point. Uh, Leo Zagami, the man himself, coming to join us for an episode segment. Um, Leo, do you know how many times you've been on on Infowars? Not really, because been... I can't even count the amount of times you've been on Alex <laughs> Jones show. Many since we started that collaboration after Alex came to Rome in 2015. Uh, yes, it's, it's been uh, it's been a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I lost count. But right, uh, great to be with you. And uh, I didn't really know much about your show before I was introduced to uh, your show by the Infowars producers. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Because Surprise! I <laughs> Buckle up. No, but I saw a couple of episodes of oh, your cool. show and I liked your, your style. And, uh, oh, nice. What, Thank you very much. Which ones did you see? I, I, don't ask me which ones. I just know what you were talking about. Yeah. There's a couple topics talk? that I'm very, very passionate about. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you're, you're being Jewish, which is great. And, yeah, I mean, thank you. I, I'm, or I only have a little bit of Jewish blood. I'm Ashkenazi Jew. Uh, but uh, it's, Shalom. of course... Shalom, <laughs> of course, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and of course I've always uh, uh, been uh, collaborating with many rabbis and I grew up uh, within uh, the Jewish community in Rome, which is one of the oldest in the world, as you know, yeah. so I have a lot of uh, friends and, uh, and also close collaborators who have helped me a lot understanding uh, all the heresies, like the Sabbatean Frankist heresy, which oh, is right. uh, a part of Judaism. Yeah. Example. And I want to say, I actually want to thank you for that, too, because um, there's not so many people talking about this, uh, the Sabbatean, the Frankist uh, 
the Shabtai Tzvi, the um, one of the false messiahs of Israel, and uh, and the damage that it caused. I mean, it caused like so much damage. And, and yeah, there is a lot of misunderstanding, yeah. I think, also with the uh, Lurianic uh, Kabbalah, uh, because uh, people tend to uh, make uh, you know they they conf- they make confusion between the great work of Isaac Luria who is uh, one of the greatest uh, when it comes down to, to mm. synthesizing what is known as Kabbalah and, of course, uh, uh, the Zohar. And later on, of course, we have some of his disciples that took, uh, uh, let's say, uh, a, a bad turn. And Shabbat Zevi uh, thought he could, in some way... Um, well, Shabbat Zevi wasn't a follower of the Arizal. They, they lived 200 and something years apart. Um, no, 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 no. But uh, his amongst his uh, following, uh, there was a very people who followed, uh, of course, the teaching, uh, the so-called Urianic Kabbalah. That's why I'm, I'm, I was uh, specifying this because there is a lot of people who make confusion about the whole of the Lurianic Kabbalah movement, mm-hmm. which is in itself. Uh, you see, the the, the concept of Shabbat Zevi, those sparkles of God, which uh, amongst them include sin. With, with, which was always forbidden to use, while instead he wanted to use sin in order to arrive to the messianic era. And for that reason, he gave birth to the worst heresies possible and imaginable and practices, which included what later became known as sex magic, because that's what he was doing yeah. together with his wife and all the people around him. Uh, and then, of course, uh, as you know, uh, certain uh, people within Judaism believe in reincarnation and so came along Jacob Frank which believed he was the reincarnation of Shabbat Zevi, and he got the whole thing to become even uh, worse because with Shabbat Zevi, he was restricted more or less into the Islamic territories as he mm. was in Turkey with yeah, Jacob Shabtai Frank Tzvi converted to Islam in that's 1666. What, that's what course, ended yeah. his uh, failed mes- uh, messiah, was when he went to the Ottoman Sultan and actually converted to Islam. Yeah, that was the beginning of the Dome, mm-hmm. which still exists in Turkey. And that's why Turkey is-, is really actually, the way that Turkey is a linchpin into the European system is really through the Sabbateans. And, uh, and I appreciate yes. you for making the distinction between the to removing the Sabbateans from uh, what you call Lurianic Kabbalah, which is the teachings yeah. of the Arizal. Because the truth is, is I'm actually very passionate about the teachings of the Arizal. And, um, you know, the teachings of the Arizal are the most important teachings in all of Judaism, actually. it's what they've, they've become condensed and condensed through the Hasidic movement and through the writings of the Baal Shem Tov and later some of the others like Rabbi Nachman of Breslov and others. But um, but but the tenets of Lurianic Kabbalah are really the basics of reality, how it's all structured and how, you know, we all exist. It's really the gateway to to all knowledge. And um, the Arizal, I love a shalom, unfortunately left the world at the age of 38 uh, and um, or else he would have revealed a lot more specifics like in the writings of the Arizal. They're really uh, given over to Rabbi Chaim Vital, which was his top yeah. disciple, and who, he's who, the one who, who by the way, them. 
who, by the way, came from the southern region of Italy, close for where I'm from, is Calabria. <laughs> Vidal. Right. Well, was... actually, the family of Rabbi Chaim Vital they date all the way back to Don Yitzhak Abarbanel, the uh, you know the famous uh, uh, rabbi from the Spanish Inquisition, who really was one of the great leaders of of Spain, Spanish Jewry in Spain. That the, the Vital family is a very prominent family, and Rabbi Chaim Vital was. Um, you know, there's a book that I'm actually, I teach another class, I teach a class on this, and we're, we're thinking about putting them on our band.video channels. In fact, this is a good poll to the audience, people who are listening. If you like this kind of talk, and you want to see the classes that we give, just give a shout out to info at theadamkingshow.com, and let us know your thoughts. But, um, but yeah, we, we, uh, we teach, um, we teach... Uh, but what I understand, uh, sorry uh, if I interrupt you, Adam, but what I don't understand is why you had on your show Adam Green. Uh, I tell uh. you that because uh, this gentleman keeps on harassing me in every possible way, shape or form, saying uh, that I misled people to think uh, he's an anti-Semitic. I mean, I just, uh, in my book, simply cited the statement made by the Anti-Defamation League. Now, I'm not a great fan always of everything by the Anti-Defamation League because uh, I learned a lot of things from, uh, uh, from a rabbi who, who teach me to be a little bit skeptical of them. And that rabbi, of course, I'm sure you will agree, was a particular rabbi, which was Rabbi Marvin S. Antelman, uh, who not everybody yeah, appreciated but did a great job. I had also... So did you read his books? Sure. That you read Rabbi Antelman's books? Sure, I did. I, I wow, that's here. so cool. That's so cool. Oh, wow. Uh, I have also it. a book from my late friend, my late friend who, who I would Hamish. like to remind, Barry Kamish. That's who old was a great school. That's like an old school name. Barry Kamish is like super old school. I remember well, Barry I was when quite I was young. Back in the days uh, yeah. when I used to start my revelations on the internet, uh, we used to uh, have some common friends and we uh, started uh, uh, exchanging mails and stuff. And so I think he went way too soon because he was doing a great job uh, in, in, in Israel in uh, kind of understanding how Israel works from within and how it was corrupted by the Jesuits and so on. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, have this. You have this thing with the Jesuits. I, I have like the. I, I also follow the the. I don't call them the Jesuits, but it is the Catholic Church. Do you refer to all? Is the Jesuits the reference to the Catholic Church in general, or is that just no, like a no, group no. in the Catholic Church? It would be like saying the Sabbateans are the whole of the Jewish faith. <laughs> well, I have, I'm very critical over the Catholic faith in general. I think it's one of the... Well, I would say that uh, I was born Catholic, but uh, since I was born after the Second Vatican Council, I was probably born in a church that was already, I think, compromised because I don't believe in the reforms that were instituted during the Second yeah. Vatican Council. Haven't, haven't I'd, said be cool, that, I'd be cool with Catholicism if they like gave us all our books back you know then i'd be like oh cool nice nice to meet you pleasure to meet you neighbor yeah they, they might also have to give you back the menorah uh, of the of the temple of solomon yeah. that they probably have hidden in 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 the vatican bowels but so i'll and, tell you so to answer your first question about adam green why i had him on the show so um 
Adam actually found my videos and made a, a long segment about me, a two and a half hour video where he went through all of my videos, actually, and clipped them and gave his commentary on them. And I was so impressed with his work. And I just reached out to him on Twitter and I was like, you should come on my show. And he came on my show and we had a great talk. And you really should watch the video. It's a, I had a great talk. Honest to God, like... If anybody out there wants to come on my show and they make a two and a half hour video, you're coming on my show. It's the Adam Green way. And if, you know, I truly, I, I was so flattered by the fact that somebody, even though, because he came at me very hard in his video, but I was so flattered at the fact that he, that he, he made that, that I, it, to me, like I couldn't have any animosity towards him in any way, shape or form. And I think out of that, a friendship was born and it could become a great friendship because he's really a smart guy. He's read a lot of books. He has a very unique perspective on things and it's his. He owns it, you know, so. But as far as an anti-Semite is concerned, I don't know if he's an anti-Semite. I'm actually quite confident that he's not. But I do think that he's extremely critical and even uh, perhaps... Um, uh, disenchanted or um, suspicious of the God of Israel, at what, which is what he thinks is is Christianity's God too. They he's so there's a lot of information and there's some misinformation and everybody's allowed to go on their way and as long as they deal in with integrity, that I don't have any problem with him. So. Adam came on the show. He's going to come back again, I hope, because he's he's really a great guest to have on the show. We we no, actually what? went. We almost went for two and a, we went for like two hours and forty five minutes, which was like really incredible interview. So much if information. You might have a constructive there. talk, uh, even with people who think in a different way from you. It's always positive, and it always creates bridges of understanding. Right. He uh, attacked me though. When I was on a show with my dear friend Rosambar, with my dear friend Lowell from Tel Aviv, who is also a rabbi, and he attacked us as Jews, and I didn't like it. So I'm a little bit more conservative than you when it comes down to that kind of thing. So if he wants to apologize, that's fine. But if he continues to attack, claiming that I, he, he, you know, I, I, I I'll said tell you something. Was, you know, he said that I claimed that he said he was Jewish. It's not, as, as he knows very well, that claim came from a Jewish person in Tel Aviv who claimed who uh, he was Jewish. Then we don't know if that claim is necessarily yeah. true or not, but that was the reference. No, he's point. like a Nordic then, man. He's like a pure-blooded Nordic man. Well, look at him. We, you know, uh, we he's we like we, a straight we, up there Viking is, blood. There is many Nordic. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'll tell you who is a real anti-Semite. And my video with him, because my video, there was like a whole movement amongst all the, all the K-word lovers. And uh, the one who really sparked the fire, who's going to be so pissed off that I did the video with, um, with Adam, is Nick Fuentes. That guy's going to lose his freaking mind when he watches that video because he no, already no. has it out for me. He can't, yeah. he can't tolerate my presence, especially on InfoWars. Now, the thing with Nick Fuentes, and I've made it very clear on Infowars, even on the Alex Jones show, uh, was uh, that uh, uh, I, I've been over and over again trying to uh, 
clarify this point because it's important that misunderstandings like the one that I brought through from uh, Kanye West with Nick Fuentes uh, against the Jewish people are immediately stopped from the start. And I said, how can you show the swastika, which is a symbol that was first promoted by the Theosophical Society and that then became the symbol of a guy who was himself a Sabbatean, the product of a Sabbatean ritual, like Rabbi, uh, like Rabbi Anterman wrote in his book. I mean, the thing who is... Who are you talking about? You're saying Adolf Hitler was the product of a Sabbatean ritual? Yes, that's what uh, Rabbi Anterman claimed. I don't so, know anything I'm, about this claim. What well, is it? Well, uh, the claim that I have also cited in, uh, uh, in one of my books, uh, Volume 7 of my Confessions, uh, talks very much about uh, the awkward side that really shaped up and, 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 and kind of molded the origins of uh, Nazism. And that milieu is the Theosophical Society milieu, right. which I know very well. That's Madame I, Blavsky, right? Yes. I right. used to be a member of the Theosophical Society of Pasadena. No shit, really? That's crazy. So, so I know very well of these people, like I was a member of the Ordo Templarientis and many other secret societies also. So that's uh, part of my background which helped me having uh, a different view of things. And so uh, when it comes down to saying, uh, you know, uh, oh, all the Jews are bad, and then suddenly you parade the swastik and you promote Adolf Hitler, well, let me tell you, Adolf Hitler is a Jewish heretic and it's... You know, within hey, Judaism, Adolf, I think I just the words... On, I, I couldn't hear your accent got me a second. Ad, you just said Adolf Hitler is a Jewish heretic? He's an heretic. Within Judaism, the worst enemies of Judaism are the, are the heretics of Judaism. The uh, this, Wait, that, why is Adolf Hitler, though, a, a heretic? Because, because, like Rabbi Anterman explained very, in very much in detail in his book, Adolf Hitler was a product of a ritual which was done in a specific time of the year by the Sabbatean Frankists. Yeah, but it was known that Adolf Hitler wasn't Jewish, though. No, instead, Marvi Antelman confirmed that he was Jewish. So, you see, we no, have... No, actually, Adolf Hitler had a Jewish grandfather on his paternal father's side. Yes, yes. He was one-fourth <laughs> Jewish. But it didn't yes. come from the side of the mother. Yes, that's which, something of that's course, widely the... known. A lot of people, that's widely known knowledge, but... Yes, that, but that, that doesn't mean that... was a generation that, but, above Adolf Hitler. His father's father that, was Jewish. Yes, and we know that it's always the mother that transmits. But regarding the transmission of, uh, of the creation of Hitler himself, Antelman cl uh, claimed that actually himself was the product because even the mother had indulged in a... Uh, in a relation with somebody who was connected to the Sabbateans. Now, this is what Marvin Anterman said. So possible. I don't, uh, possible. You know, I'm just telling you what I refer to the teachings of Anterman, which I regard as some people within Judaism are a little bit skeptic of his teaching. I like very much the fact that he had excommunicated Henry Kissinger. I think that that was a great move that he did, and, and very much kudos uh, uh, for him to, uh, but also there is uh, uh, something here that Antelman tried to explain the Holocaust as a sacrifice concept, yeah. which uh, was, uh, and that is a very interesting concept because, uh, in a way, we are talking about uh, a, a sacrifice that was uh, 
conscious by you know the people who were involved in it and the people who tolerated it so to be an anti an holocaust denier is completely wrong absolutely and i think that uh, that it was very good also that uh, the other day uh, my friend uh, uh, Roseanne Barr went uh, on the air and, and clarified that also uh, even further. So he was a Satanist. I mean, Adolf Hitler was a Satanist. Right. He was coming so, from that Gnostic milieu. Now, when it comes to the Gnostics, you see, mm -hmm. the Gnostics 2,000 years ago was and uh, they took some elements of christianity and they are at times known for being gnostics uh, you know gnostic christians but in reality yeah. when you study gnosticism you go you know that uh, some of them came from unorthodox jewish teachings the teachings that were unorthodox. distorted well the teachings that come from the herebrab the herebrab the, those well, magicians I'll tell you something. there's some you know, things do you, no, have you read the Apocrypha? You know, the, you know, no, you know the Herebrab. Yeah, of course. You know who are the people? The multitude. The people yeah. who came out of Egypt with Moses, they were not only Jewish. They were also Egyptian magicians and witch doctors. Right. And, and people who then brought to the worship of the golden calf when, when, when Moses went up to the hill. Right. Uh, to Mount Sinai. So, those uh, Herebrab that multitude continues and and, and, and i'm not uh, i mean this is like a rabbinical uh, um, schools that teach this is, that yeah that this they, is very common knowledge in judaism so i'm actually impressed that you even know about this this is great i don't want to interrupt keep going no but the, the common knowledge also is that they reincarnate constantly it's not like the, the Erev Rav and the multitude stops there with one reincarnation. Well, everybody rein reincarnates. Even yeah. everybody on earth reincarnates. Yes, so, so they reincarnate and they continue, let's say, their, uh, <laughs> their mission, their diabolical mission, the Erev Rav. And, and that's why the roots of Sabbateanism, of the Sabbateans, can be actually... Uh, in, in the Erebra and also in, into Gnosticism. That's why mm. I liked very much the criticism that Rabin Altenman always did against the Gnostics, because the Gnostics are also the first communists. Those experiments that they did 2,000 years ago, that also were brought to Rome by some of the, some of the Gnostic sects, because there were various Gnostic sects. Those Gnostics are the grand foundation of the Illuminati of today. Let's not mm. forget that. Adam Weishaupt was pushing the Gnostics. Who was? Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati, was pushing in his teaching Adam Gnosticism. Interesting. And, uh, in Do you my know anything about the monastery of Mar Saba? No. No, not this. Dude. What oh is that? God. It's an ancient monastery in, in Israel. And um, it's an evil place, dude. It's the mo one of the most evil places on the earth. And it's so hidden. People don't even know about it, but it's uh, it's real. It's they, You could Wikipedia it. Actually, I'll flash a graphic up on this when I uh -huh. edit the video. I'll put the graphic on for the for the uh, for the published video. But um, uh, they have some very interesting ri rituals. One of the things that the Messiah comes to do is undam the rivers of um, Hizkiyahu Hamelech Yehuda. Um, uh, Hezekiah, Hezekiah, 
Hezekiah, king of Judah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, so Hezekiah, uh, when Sanherib came to destroy the ten tribes, um, Hezekiah like saw the impending fate, and he wanted to make the land uh, um, not beautiful anymore, so that the king of Babylon wouldn't make Israel his permanent home and then never leave. And so what he did was he went into the uh, into the um, the mountain in Kidron and he dammed the Kidron River, which is one of the four rivers that flow out of the Garden of Eden. And um, the entrance to that dam is in the, the is is the monastery of Mar Saba. And so the monks at Mar Saba have a burial ritual where they hurl themselves into like the the, the dead body into this big well and it goes down into this dark cavern deep inside the monastery very interesting burial ritual and in there is really the entrance so i mean i think this monastery has been there for like 1700 years or something like that and literally it's just mountains of skeletons blocking the door to the entrance and that's what the catholics do they want to block the messiah they their whole goal is to keep humanity oppressed so that we don't have access to all the worlds the way that other creatures do. And I wanted to touch on this with you, too, when you were talking about Adolf Hitler. I love going into the past, but I also yeah, love no, going into the future. I would like to add one little thing about Adolf Hitler, because, you know, uh, there's been many rumblings about the fact that Adolf Hitler had some Jewish blood uh, mm -hmm. imported by this guy, Jew, Frank Berger, who supposedly had a liaison with his grandmother. But oh, uh, you're saying that it was like a sacrament, sacrament, like they needed to fetch some Jewish blood to complete the ritual. No, well, th that, uh, I mean, I think that the rabbi... That's uh, trippy. Uh, the, 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 actual, uh, the actual work that uh, Rabbi uh, Marvin Anterman did is exceptional when it comes to that. But uh, mm. in, uh, in his work, uh, he points on the fact that uh, Hitler was really the product of an adulterous relationship between his mother, Clara Polsi, and a Sabbatian Frankist, and this ritual apparently, uh, uh, he was the real father of Adolf Hitler, and they had a Frank, the Franco Sabbatians had a ritual on the 9th of Ab, which is observed by the Jews as a fast day commemorating right. the destruction of the first and second temples, which is used by the Sabbatians to do exactly the opposite. Because the Sabbatian right. Frankists uh, do everything the opposite of what right. they uh, eat on. They have massive do. pig feasts on Yom Kippur. They have, uh, yeah, I'm very aware. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, the, that day. Uh, the, 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 in, the in this ritual, of, yeah. they observed the both an of the temples were destroyed on that day. I tell you the exact words that Antelman said was they observed an, as incest and adultery night, and there is the persistent rumor that the mother of Hitler was artificially inseminated that night by the Sabbateans. This is what I was trying to tell you earlier. And this insemination was done calculating the character, uh, the calendar, Rabbi uh, Antelman said that this insemination happened on the 9th of Ab 1888, which is also in itself a very important date. That was the date the first temple of the Golden Dawn was established, wow. which gave this sign, by the way. This sign was invented in the Golden Dawn Temple. You're the talking date about of the Adolf Hitler thing? Sure. 
the Zig and Isle. the the Zig Isle uh, is a very old sign. I mean, they, they gave yeah. it its various uh, explanation why this sign became then opposed by this sign by Churchill. These are two signs that are opposite to each other. The sign of Osiris, the sign of of uh, uh, this of Typho is a different kind of sign within the realm of magic. But in any case, uh, since the Jewish calendar is lunar, the ninth day of Av can occur in July or August. Checking the calendar, the ninth of eighteen eighty-eight, the date of Iter probable conception fell of July twenty eighteen eighty-eight, and approximately nine months prior to April. 20, 1899, which is the birthday of Adolf Hitler. So, this just to make, uh, explain something to people like Fuentes, who doesn't understand anything, whose ignorance is enormous, and who, of course, at this point, we need to expose. Now, I... Yeah, I, I, in, you uh, heard that, Nick Fuentes. Your ignorance needs to be exposed. Well, I think that... Uh, even Kanye West, if he read the volume made of my confessions, he would also find Kanye it. West pisses me off too. Like all of a sudden, he <laughs> finds Jonah Hill as an interesting Jew to follow. And look at Jonah Hill; he makes like this movie of like Jews cucking to black people. And then Kanye is like, "Oh, that's the Jew that I want to hang out with. That's the I love Jews now because Jonah Hill totally made a movie cucking to black people." I mean, the only good redeeming part of that movie was watching Eddie Murphy. The rest of it was just watching Jews cuck to black people. It was sickening. Well, uh, I think that Kanye will understand a lot more about uh, the actual role of Hollywood, which I described in volume 8 of my confession. If you understand what the Sabbatian Frankists were trying to do when they arrived in Hollywood, because Hollywood became their playground. Hollywood became Listen, the place where... This I, I, I want to get to you here in a second, because this mm. is a Hollywood is the Sabbatean playground. It's the occultist playground. Yeah. It's like the pedo playground. They got so many weird things going with the rituals and the magic. And it's because probably there really is angels that live here. But that being said, I want to pivot a little bit to Nazis. I want to get your take on something. I, I cover New uh, Swabia, New Schwabenland, a tremendous amount on this show. And um, I obviously Hitler survived World War II. Everybody knows that. He fled to Argentina. Well, the FBI still publishes the files. The CIA has uh, published files on it. That, and they, they tailed him in Argentina. There's a whole 88-page document on FBI.gov. Go download it or they'll take it down probably after I release this video. But um, it says that Adolf Hitler survived World War II and was seen doing many things in Argentina. Leo, the reason why he was in Argentina was because that was the refueling base as he prepared to enter the tundra of the impenetrable fortress of New Swabia. And my supposition, and that's where they kept all their technology, the Nazis. And... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this concept. I don't know if you know anything about Neuschwabenland oh, or Adolf Hitler, but my hypothesis you mean, you, is you that... You mean Antarctica? You mean Antarctica? Yeah, correct. Well, of course, we know that... Uh, I know a little bit about it, but I tend to, you know, in my work, I tend to talk usually about either the things I had a direct experience with or either the things that I managed to cross-reference a number of times that I can prove them 100%. Well, New Swabia is all over the internet. You, they even, yeah, yeah, yeah. even had their own flag, too. I know. And yeah. there was actually a witness uh, 
uh, I remember uh, of, of, of this incredible uh, city that is submerged under with incredible things that was more closer though to the ufo uap now as they call it kind of phenomena also no right uh, there is a lot of connections with people saying that in reality some of the ufos were nazi things and that the nazis themselves in some way retrieved this technology through channeling that they conducted uh, through this uh, brill uh, society made of these exceptional women that in some way communicated with Aldebaran of this technology that the, the Germans retrieved. Now, did you say Aldebaran? Aldebaran. The yes. star. Yes, 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 yes. Interesting. That, that was uh, the Brill Society. Yeah. It's, it's, it's never really been, I mean, there is a lot of hypotheses. It's we called know, the Aldebaran Society? No, no. The, the society is called the Brill. 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 Oh, Brill. It, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Brill. Brill is a concept, of course. And they had that, women that were connecting with the star of Aldebaran. They were connected, uh, yes, telepathically channeling uh, this technology. This is what they... And you can find them, uh, I mean, on Google, you can find these beautiful ladies that, uh, that apparently yeah. belong to this uh, Brill. Now, some yeah. people say it was a later creation, it wasn't really something that belonged to the Tule, Tule, Tule Geschalft. Now, the Tule Geschalft was the secret society that really generated uh, the National Socialist Party, Nazi Party, and at the same time, their first publication. And it was, of course, founded the Lodge that uh, of the German order that orden that already existed by a guy called Rudolf von Sembottendorf. Now Rudolf von Sembottendorf was a guy who was connected with Turkey and in Turkey he got initiated by some Sabbatean Frankist Jewish people in Saloniko in a lodge of the Memphis and Mizraim and that's uh, where he um, received this knowledge which was then published for the first time in the early 1920s which then helped Hitler uh, adomesticate his faculties let's say this uh, is a very particular kind of book is a book uh, known as the secret ritual of Ottoman Freemasonry it has nothing to do with regular Freemasonry is actually a book uh, that focuses very much on certain uh, surahs of the Quran, repeating, repeating them constantly, you obtain a sort of uh, trance stage, which then you will receive, of course, channel that uh, uh, a demonic entity, which Hitler did, because Hitler never had a speech. He, he wasn't like Joe Biden, we, he can't even read the teleprompter. He didn't have a teleprompter. He was channeling this right. great evil, which he was transmitting then he was to the, the rest. He was the creator of the soapbox. Like he would literally just stand on a soapbox and, and just start speaking in the middle of the day. But, the, he, but that was but kind the, of what, what started alluring people to him. Yeah, but, but it didn't really start like that. It started like he studied with uh, Rudolf S., when he was arrested after the push that happened, uh, at one point he was arrested. And that's when he, he wrote his infamous Mein Kampf. Now, in that period of time, he was given this book by Rudolf von Sembottendorf, 
which uh, it wasn't really a book by Rudolf Rosenbottendorf. It's simply teachings that Rudolf Rosenbottendorf got from this family of Jews in Salonico, who were basically Sabbateans, Sabbatean Frankists, and they uh, were part of a secret order of, I think it was called Order of the Rosary or something like that, but they were part of the Memphis and Mizraim, which is a specific Masonic rite. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, various rites in Freemasonry. Freemasonry is basically, uh, you have the first three degrees, which is the order. Then you have the rites, which can be the ancient and accepted Scottish rite, the York rite, and then you have the Egyptian rites, which are usually regarded as irregular, at least here in the United States, they have never really been fully regularized. And their practices can go into Gnosticism, Theurgy, and whatnot. But this practice in particular, which I actually talk about in volume one of my confession, uh, confessions, is a very particular practice because it helped Hitler build his uh, magnetism, his uh, very strong magnetism. Now, in the Illuminati, they His very strong magnets? Ma magnetism. In the Illuminati, there is a belief in animal magnetism. Franz Anton oh, Mesmer. Okay. Okay. Now, Franz Anton Mesmer was the founder of a. He was, uh, of course, uh, very close also to Adam Bishopt. He had his own Masonic society that he created. Created uh, was called the Order of Harmony, and he was the guy who invented the roots of hypnotism. Later on, animal magnetism will be called hypnotism. Mm -hmm. He, though, believed that this animal magnetism was almost like a fluid that you could transmit. So he was the first guy to create the basis of what became, became hypnotism and later on became also neurolinguistic programming. So Franz Anton Mesmer is still considered as a very important figure, also because he influenced very much that uh, that uh, terrible thing, which is the New Age movement. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I say the New Age, mo new age yeah, movement. Yeah, but they have the hottest girls, man. I mean, like they're all like perfect bodies from yoga. They like they're killing. They, they can go there. <laughs> and, yeah. The other, you know, I mean, I was here in Compact in the desert, and there was uh, the, 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 one of the producer of the Gaia TV channel, and he was talking to me I said Leo I said listen I don't think that I can help you in any way with your shows because in any way we are very distant and my position is very distant from the new age position you see I think your that is. my position yes I'm yeah. a, you see I'm a traditionalist in everything, I'm a traditionalist. Uh, you can, uh, you know, you can talk to me about Judaism, about uh, the Christianity, about the Quran. I will be always a traditionalist. I will never right. be a progressive person uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not uh, criticizing people who like yoga or meditation, but some of these practices, in the long run, can open you up to a realm which at times can be very dangerous and can be, of course, uh, in direct contact with the demonic. Now, yeah. uh, as a Christian, I have a perception of the demonic. You, as a Jew, have a different one. Maybe you will go and exercise, uh, exercise a D-book. I will exercise a demon. But in any case, the exorcism will happen. What do you think about exorcism as an extracurricular hobby? <laughs> extracurricular? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, on well, the weekends, I, I, on the I, weekends I, you know, when I'm not producing the Adam King show, I'm. Uh, I I, I the well, when you, so basically, when you don't exercise Adam Green, you you conduct the exorcism. Crazy man. <laughs> I want to ask In, you a question since we're on these off the wall topics. Okay. So the Nazis had like this life. They really went after the eugenics and the life extension technology and whatnot. What do you think the hmm. likelihood is? that Adolf Hitler survives World War II, goes to Argentina, finally sits there and waits till passage is secured, gets himself to New, New Schwabenland, and develops the life extension technology and is still alive today. What would you it's think not, if that was, in, okay. if that was I, a possibility? I, I, I think personally the demon which possessed Adolf Hitler, might still be alive today in another body, and I'm not interested in promoting either him or his activities or any of his fixations. I think that he was a demon back then, he's a demon now. I think that, uh, unfortunately, we suffered under the Third Reich. We will suffer still under the Fourth Reich with the Klaus Schwab, who is... At you took my same. next question out of me. Keep going. So the Fourth Reich of Klaus Schwab, who basically family was involved with Nazis, Eugene and Schwab, who was his all, father. Yeah, but he was almost uh, helping him uh, the, deliver the nuclear. I mean, if they had the atomic bomb, the war would have probably ended up in Hitler's favor, and that was the father of Klaus Schwab was doing. So you know, if it wasn't for the, for those partisans in Norway which is a country I know very Did well. Did you read um, Nazi Billionaires by Daniel Long? No. Actually, I, got, I will. Now that you Maybe it's an I got this book. book right over here. I should go grab it. Huh. It's huh, an unbelievable okay. book. It goes through all sorts of Nazi billionaire families. Did you know that the Alliance Insurance is a Nazi company? You know the cell phone insurance? Every time you bust your cell phone, you get a new cell phone through Alliance Insurance. Everybody on earth goes through them. Total Nazi company. All Nazi money. I mean, we all know about Porsche, and we all know about these other Mercedes, things. many others. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you don't think about Alliance and the, the Quant family in, and all those other families that were really... In Volume that, 3 uh, of Confessions, I, I, sorry, in Volume 7, actually, I explain all the occult background of the Great Reset. Right. And the occult background of the Great Reset is a very interesting one. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, when it comes to Austria and Germany, this is really the playground of the Illuminati. And that is really where you, you know, Nazism... Uh, uh, so, 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 again, Austria? And Germany were the playground of the Illuminati. Austria and Germany, yeah. I Bavaria. mean, when the Theosophical Society came into existence... Right. A gentleman known as Franz Hartmann was given the possibility of becoming the representative and became very close to Madame Blavatsky. Franz Hartmann was the guy who actually inspired the Svastika to Adolf Hitler. Then you had those other two people uh, that created Ariosophy and that basically started with all that fixation, you know, they picked up on the yeah. bulk fixations and the runes and all that. But these people in the end are the people who are responsible for the Holocaust. So when I see, for example, the Theosophical Society still in existence and nobody says anything, I'm wondering how comes the Jews who are very smart people and the Mossad who went after every single person after the war who was involved with the Holocaust 
never thought of eliminating the Theosophical Society, which the was Mossad the Mossad is very poor. compromised, my friend. The Mossad is very compromised. That's why Israel ever had given but, their I mean, people I six have, shots I, of the Pfizer vaccine was because the I, Mossad is so no, compromised. No. I, I, so, I, I said the Mossad, but I could have said Shin Bet, I could have said whatever. I mean, I'm there's saying... There's a lot of compromise inside of Israel. And, and if you just follow the... They get that in through pharmaceutical, they get in through a bunch of different ways, and then they take over. And I bet you there's a ton of Jews that don't even know that they're working for Nazis. That's how pathetic that they are. They have one day they're going to wake up and then like Naftali Bennett or Ayelet Shaked, unless they're happy and all these World Economic Forum horrors in Israel. But that's a side note. There's a couple topics Le I want to get into. Labor Zionism. Barry Kamish told me that labor zionism was a product of the sabbatian frankist and i think yeah they opened fire on menachem menachem begin when he came to israel there was like early wars <laughs> you know for control and sovereignty over the uh, over the land and um you know they there is a force that likes to stifle the the state of israel i personally think that bibi netanyahu might be one of these kuzari types that makes a lot of sense to me the whole kuzari and if you know that there's no that well there's like selected families that like were forced conversion that like might exist today i hate it when they all say the ashkenazim are the kuzaris no, no. we're like the most wait, ancient pure wait, 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 Jews wait, wait, in, on the wait, planet wait, wait. just a second just a second just a second i pick up something because you said something that we need to clarify here otherwise misconceptions tend to arise and fuentes will get now, to clear up this stuff, uh, we need to be very honest. There is no Khazarian DNA. This book makes it very clear. The Jews of Khazaria. This is a book that you should read to clarify your mind upon this whole thing about the Khazarians, which is used by the Sabbatian Frankis to deflect their attention to, towards the real problem, which is them. Right. But I do think that there, I, I do think that there's like a little bit of truth in every fiction, and I think that there is, there is something so dubious about Bibi Netanyahu, and it was extremely hard for me because he oh, was okay. a childhood, he was a childhood hero of mine. When I was growing up, I wanted yeah. to be just like Bibi Netanyahu. I felt safe because Bibi Netanyahu was here. And in the end of the day, I realized he was the biggest sellout that Israel ever produced. He is either the most ignorant, naive buffoon that doesn't even see how he's being played by the Nazis or he works for the Nazis. But either way, there's a certain level when you've been compromised that you're guilty. So he's guilty, he's compromised, he's a traitor to the people, whether he's aware of it or not. He's a traitor and he suffers the punishment of being a traitor. But all of them will. They're all, they will all seek, the, they will all have their justice for the vaccines. What they did to the Jewish people with those vaccines. Every one of them, every single one of those fake leaders in Israel they will all have justice brought to them because of what they did to the Jewish people with those vaccines. But Leo, I want to pivot. I don't know how much time I have with you. Do we have an hour or do we have an hour and a half? Because there's an so many places. What's that? An hour and a half. Uh, okay, good. For good, good, good. Because I could have gone in two directions and we're approaching 15 minutes on the, on the, first, on the hour. And I, I could ask you this question, but then I might not have had enough time to go down this question. But like, I, I really want to... <laughs> You know, so I'm playing football in my head, trying to like figure I out the best. To, I want to ask you one thing. When you, sure. because I mean, I studied the story of the Jews of This was a book, by the way, was given to me by a guy who really helped also Barry Kamish in the end after his departure from this existence uh, because there was some problems in returning also his body to Israel and stuff. But in any case, 
this book clarifies the fact that there is no DNA of the Jews of Casaria. So the fact right. that you don't have DNA means that you can't really call somebody a Kazarian. Uh, it, it would be like, at that point, just call him Nazi or communist or whatever. I can call somebody a Sabbatian Frankist because I know well, that we that as is Jews, part we're, of we're a non-proselytizing faith. I'll tell you why. Because we as Jews were a non-proselytizing faith. So in the situation with the Kuzari, the king of Kuzari it was converted... A, it was a very crucial situation because they... Yeah, he, he, he wanted to become uh, Jewish. And he forcefully yeah. converted everybody in, in his city, which probably had a lot to do with Ham in the Bible. You know, the story of, of, of Ham ben Shem, you know, who was, you know, he rapes Dina in the Bible. I'm sure there was some sort of spiritual parallel significance between, you know, the king of Kuzaria who converted and, um, and, um, Hamor ben Shem or, uh, who, uh, you know the the situation with Dina and Jacob in the Bible. So, um, mm. so I'm sure there's like parallel in that. But in that situation, I don't. It wasn't like on behalf of all Judaism that Jews converted him. I mean, the Syrian Jews don't even accept converts. You know, so like, you know, we we really are like a, a we really are the ancient people, the Jewish people of today. We really are the ancient people from from before. And and the Fuentes is of the world, and they like to confide it. Uh, they like to to tell everybody that we are the um, like the Ashkenazim are actually the Kuzarians, and the reason why they take shots at the Ashkenazim is because really us Ashkenazim we're like really really ancient blood. We the Ashkenazi communities plus we have all the books too, and Catholics they love taking our books. They love persecuting yeah, yeah. us and you know taking our books. You know how my, my family uh, basically uh, adopted an Ashkenazi and I descended from that Ashkenazi. Uh, he ado they adopted that Ashkenazi. So basically your, I... This was your father or your mother? No, no, from my mother's side. Your mother's mother. side has, has Ashkenazi blood. Yes, yes. Interesting. And she was uh, an my Ashkenazi Jew that was adopted. Yes. And instead, uh, in my father's side, very interesting that the only trace of Judaism within a Judaic tomb in Sicily is found in the land of my family in the Olean island of Lipari, with the actual uh, symbol of the, uh, I think either uh, was the, the menorah symbol on, on a tomb or something that was found in Sicily in the island of Lipari. And it's still there, it's the land of my family. I think that everybody has a little bit of Jewish blood inside of them at this point. Well, absolutely. I it think was only a thousand years ago that Jews were not no, permitted no, no, but, to take more than one is, wife. And so before that, you, think of how many children were around. Jews had like multiple wives up until a thousand years ago. This news I told you about the Zagami family and the fact that the Jewish thing you can find on the actual... Uh, uh, on the actual encyclopedia of the Jewish people, it's actually a, an official thing that they found this. So it was very interesting that they found this tomb amongst the, the land of my family. Though, from my father's side, instead, they actually come, they have more of a connection with Iran. So that is something that comes from the Middle East. So that was interesting. interesting. But in any case, I always, you know, when I grow up, I wanted to learn more about Judaism, and so I, in the early 90s, I was welcomed in the Jewish community, the Jewish ghetto in Rome, and I lived amongst them for a couple of years, 
and I learned a lot, you know, and I learned a lot also when I went then and uh, for a number of years uh, I was in London also from the Jewish community. So I always learned a lot, but I think that it's important to learn from uh, each other's differences. So then, I mean, that's why I hated these generalizations. And I think the problem here is that we have heretics in Catholicism, like you said before at the beginning of the show, the Jesuits are not Catholics. I don't even consider them Catholics because uh, this order came into existence less than 500 years ago by a guy called Ignazio Loyola, who was an heretic. He had been arrested five times by the Inquisition. He practiced magic, he, pra he practiced occultism and all the other things, you know. And then suddenly he understood that maybe by creating a sort of military order, now that the Knights Templars were not there any longer, to, to cover that part of, of, the, of the dirty work for the Vatican, in the moment in which the, the reform, you know, the, the reformation was starting. Mm -hmm. And so in 1530, he founded the Jesuits. And the first thing this guy did was to send his first disciples, the, the co-founders, to Asia. So he became then acquainted with the emperor, or, you know, they, they became basically advisors to the, the emperor of China with Matteo Ricci. They became involved also with the, the elite class, the Brahmini in India, and they became very knowledgeable and started to invade the whole of, the, of Asia in search of knowledge, like they went in Tibet, and that's, they created a lot of problems in Tibet too. So the Jesuits are actually very particular and have nothing to do really with the origins of Catholicism. Uh, they simply came into existence in a moment in which the Catholic Church was suffering from their own sins, from their own lack. Uh, you know, Martin Luther came to Rome and saw that corruption, and that's you know, and then it kick-started kick the whole the whole thing with uh, with Lutheranism. So it's very important that we don't confuse uh, and make uh, generalize you know things. Uh, My qualms. I really, I I really didn't really even know that there was such a, a secret society called the Jesuits. I just thought that a Jesuit was a Catholic, and actually, the Jesuits are not a secret society. What is secret about the Jesuits is only known by those who take the fourth vow. You see, there is four four vows that you can take. There is, uh, of course, the various chastity, poverty, the various the first three vows, and then there is a fourth vow which is basically complete and utter obedience to the Pope, no matter what he asks. That's how they became the intelligence and military service, intelligence service of the Vatican, because they have license to kill. They, 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 when they take the fourth vow, if the Pope asks them to do something which is even contrary to their faith, they have to do it. That's why they never had a Pope who was a Jesuit until Pope Francis. So the Jesuits are not a secret order and not all of them are necessarily evil, but the ones who take the fourth vow, who are all the various provincial uh, superiors, and then the, of course you have the general of the Jesuits who is known as the Black Pope who controls them all, but uh, they, they have a lot of power. They have a lot of power because when this guy, Ignazio Loyola, who by the way, apparently was also of Jewish origin himself, 
but he was involved with a group called the Alumbrados, which were the Illuminati of the time, doing some kind of occult practices. Uh, the, you know that you have uh, the typical phenomenon of the conversos in Spain. Mm. And so uh, Ignazio Loyola was obsessed with creating something and uh, he went into this uh, meditation and all the rest in a cave and came out with these spiritual exercises. Now, the exercises that he created became became the main practice by all the elite of the European aristocracy and then the European royalty. So they had a lot of power. And at one point, the Vatican in, 17, in the 1770s, in 1773, decided to kick them out of the Vatican. So there was a point of time in which the Jesuits were kicked out of the Vatican. They were not even any longer considered Catholic. They re-entered only after the death of Napoleon, after 1815, but there was a period of time between 1773 and 1815 in which they were protected, actually, by the Empress of Russia, who is an Orthodox and had nothing to do with the Catholic Church, simply in exchange of having the head of the Jesuits being a Russian, a general of the... So, just to explain you what kind of... And when they came back after the death of Napoleon, Napoleon was a product of the Jesuits, by the way, eh? because he was a product of the Illuminati. The whole French Revolution was a product of the Illuminati that, in a way, uh, were also uh, very much a product of the Jesuits because Adam Weishaupt himself came from that Ingolstadt University, which was a Jesuit university, and he was involved with them before uh, founding this order. However, initially he didn't want to, he wanted to do something that didn't really, um, he wanted to oppose in some way the Jesuits, but then he, he became a tool of the Jesuits soon after, because the Jesuits were kicked out of the Vatican and wanted to find every way possible imaginable to still spread their tentacles of power. Right. And they did it also by founding and creating some of the uh, degrees of certain Masonic rites. So they, it's, it's known, it's actually historically accurate to say that they have been uh, found uh, co-founding some of the uh, high degrees of the ancient and accepted Scottish rite, which to this day is the most practiced Masonic rite here in the United States of America. So um, the Jesuits are a, a big target of yours. And I. the truth is... But I think they should be a target of everybody because in the beginning of 2019 Pope Francis started the project of a one world religion which involves rabbis, uh, imams and all the other and all those people who are corrupt because you can find of course a bunch of progressive synagogues who will join in with the Pope, a bunch of progressive other people in other religions but then also he has the support of people in Dubai, in the Emirates, who have created even a mega religious, interreligious temple, and they have created another interreligious temple uh, between Judaism, Christianity, and Islam in Germany. So this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to put together the Abrahamic faiths in one single package for the future religion, which will be the religion of cyber Satan, which is a much more serious thing, so in the sense that yeah. they will be 
everybody will be controlled by cyber Satan within the next 10 years. Cyber Satan? Cyber Satan is uh, uh, the artificial intelligence, the moment in which uh, it goes uh, uh, to the ultimate level. Already chat GPT is a manifestation of cyber Satan, but with the quantum You're talking computer, about the singularity. The singularity moment, uh, which uh, Ray Kurzweil calls singularity, is actually copied by what uh, a Jesuit called the Omega Point. Pierre Teilhard de Cardin was the guy who inspired uh, both Kurzweil, but also inspired before him Arthur C. Clarke with 2001 Space Odyssey. So that is a, a topic I touch in volume 6.66 of my confessions. So, in, um, speak, so speaking of your confessions, um, you have published eight books all over the internet. Uh, they're all over Amazon. I actually publish a lot more than eight books. Oh. I publish eight books. Then I publish also a book on the Pope, Pope Francis the Last right. Pope, and then also Invisible Master and various other books in other languages. So, I Obviously, you have an extensive knowledge on this, but I want to focus on the Jesuits because recently you came out with a video um, on your show uh, about yeah. Alex, accusing Alex of yeah. taking money from the Jesuits. Yeah. I have a clip of that. I want to play it, and then I want to get your comments. Yes. It's a little bit like what has been happening at InfoWars. There has been some people, unfortunately, very close to the Vatican and the Jesuits, who have uh, um, basically said that we no longer want Leo Zayani on InfoWars and gave Alex Jones a lot of millions. What do you guys think of that? I, mean, I, mean, I, think, really, I, I think, think it's, it's really it's, shitty to be somebody who's trying to be, you know, totem truth and, you know, you're a truth person and you're, you're the tip of the spear. How are you being the tip of the spear when you're not following the Vatican, Alex? And I, I felt your energy when I was in that InfoWars studio, and it was not good, and I didn't say anything to anybody. No, but the thing is, how can you be at the tip of the spear? We are trying to be at the tip of the spear here. We are bringing you in the exploration of the Illuminati occult world since the beginning of the year. We brought you a lot more uh, episode of news concerning uh, uh, various things uh, uh, last year. We now think about the moment it's good to just explore this Illuminati you know, much more in, de in depth, mm -hmm. and, uh, but uh, uh, I'm very disappointed uh, with those who don't want to fight the enemy and have a sold, big, out. Uh, sold out and have a big platform, something that I will not have because I've been censored, my channels have been uh, removed, I've been basically completely... Promised things that didn't come through. Well, I mean, I mean, he's a real creep. He's a real creep. Well, I mean, I'm just, I just think uh, that uh, you know, not giving us a band of video channel was something a little bit uh, suspicious. But then, when I saw that he's no longer touching the Radian, even when the Radian is doing things like uh, exhibition on God being a trance. Come on, man, that's really far out. I mean, it's just not happening. I mean, you can't like not cover the Vatican. So all the info warriors that are watching Alex Jones, you know, every single day, are you not, we, we don't watch it, so we don't know, no, are you not putting the, the news from the Vatican? I, I, I mean, that's like, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah, you know, Hold you always take the, the clip. Say that again? Say no, that again, like, 
Yeah, I would have liked uh, if you edited a, a, a more clear, technically wise uh, image because this comes from the Twitter one that was probably copied from the YouTube one. In any case, the content is what we are discussing here. It's very important. Yeah, I want to so give you. So I want to give. First of all, I want to ask you: Why did you feel that you needed to take to Twitter to reach? I, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the the actual guy who posted on Twitter, picked up the clip from a video from a show I did on YouTube. That's why I'm saying I would prefer oh, to YouTube. pick why, why did you decide to take to the okay. internet so, and okay. blast him like that? I'll make it very clear. So, me and Alex have a very particular relation because when I first came out with my revelation in 2006-2007, actually in in the fall of 2006, he immediately criticized me and didn't trust me because at the time my wife was Muslim and, 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 and he didn't trust me, he didn't trust me, but most of all, he didn't trust uh, what uh, I was proposing. He didn't believe in what I was proposing. At the time, you know, we were both on the GCN network and I was uh, on another show called The Arctic Beacon. And uh, basically, Alex uh, didn't believe in the Jesuit hypothesis as being the tip of the spear of this new world order. Once uh, he realized that what I was saying was actually coming into fruition, including the Jesuit Pope and all the rest, he was very, very nice to me. He actually came to Rome and we met right at the center of the square, in front of this obelisk, in the middle of the night, and we clarified ourselves. What happened after that was I started to work for InfoWars and I risked my life for InfoWars by investigating the Vatican in Rome. I had to flee Italy in 2019 and I will probably never see my family again or never see at least my mother who is too old to travel because in Italy I was basically brought in front of the judiciary for what I, re for what I wrote, for my association also with Donald J. Trump as I was the president of Italians for Trump. But for me it was okay. I decided to fight this war. So whatever are the consequences, I went forward. However, in the last couple of years, because of problems, we clarified already this with, uh, with Alex and with the staff. So, of course, for them is all news, but I have to repeat it for the audience because we clarified ourselves in the end. And I must say that it's been very good to finally be able to... Uh, Alex uh, probably has been very busy to follow all the inside things that go on within InfoWars. But what happened was that I was in uh, late 2021, I was promised a bundled video channel. At in the beginning of Yes. And in 2022, I was actually, uh, I don't want to say who, because uh, we have already, as I said, clarified this thing within the InfoWars family. So they know who is responsible. There was a producer who actually even sent me the contract and everything. I signed it, I sent it back, and nothing happened. And from that moment onwards, for some reason, then my presence of InfoWars became less and less. I used to be uh, on InfoWars every, almost every week at one point, but uh, when I was, of course, in Italy reporting from the Vatican, maybe it was more normal. But then also when I came to America, I was... Uh, I was quite regularly on the show. Then suddenly, I didn't have the possibility of, uh, of coming on the air anymore. The band of video channel was never given to me. 
And then, on top of that, somebody started to say, you know, Leo is a no-show because he doesn't show up on our broadcast. And then I went in and I started to, to make some investigation of what was happening in some connections with some people. I don't want to say who, but there is one person in particular. But like I said, we clarified already this matter with Alex directly. So, But uh, there was a problem. And, uh, and so I said, okay, Alex, if you want to prove yourself to me, give me now a band of video channel and I will apologize for what I said. Because if and you don't you, have me on... Did you apologize for what you said? Absolutely. I did it with my wife also on the air. We did a show last Saturday uh, that we also broadcast. Because on her, the comment, her comments were really scathing. I mean, she was taking character assassinations out on him. She called him a creep. Well, well uh, you see, my wife is very passionate. Uh, she's actually also of Jewish origin, her grandfather was Jewish. And, and, and she's very passionate about, she's Italo-American. Like me, I'm Italian-American, but of course I'm a bit of the boat Italian-American because I just came here in 2019. She comes from Brooklyn. But we were very passionate about the fact that he was not giving us any more, any kind of space and coverage of the Vatican. You see, it's not a question, if you don't cover what I'm denouncing. So let me ask you a question. Were you able to reach out to Alex or to anybody at InfoWars? From they reached out to me. They reached out to me. And I actually... Yeah, but did I'm you not... try to reach out to them at any point in time to say, hey, uh, where's absolutely. my band on video channel? Absolutely. Absolutely. More than like once. via uh, email or phone or... Sure, sure, sure. I tried many... I, like I said... The bandot video thing was so long ago that at one point I just said, okay, fine. I repeat it. I repeat it to the producer. I repeat it to certain people. I said, sorry, but this thing, wh why are you making me sign a contract? I don't even have a scanner at home. I had to go to, 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 to a place to do the scanning of the document and everything. So, I mean, I was kind of, but it wasn't that the problem. The problem was that also there were some people that were saying that basically, since after the Sandy Hook, maybe Alex didn't want to touch on the Vatican anymore. And that also because of certain connections. Well, that you, he had with I'm glad that you brought up Sandy Hook because because I wanted to I wanted to mention this about uh, about this whole thing with Sandy Hook. And but Alex, you see, I was I was cause never you involved because Alex got hit for I mean, uh, this Alex got hit for one point four billion dollars for saying not true things in the public. And you said that Alex took millions of dollars from the Jesuits. See, so is this something that you could prove? Is this something that you have the ability to prove that no, Alex took money did, from the Jesuits? We, we, or is no. this... In fact, I asked, I talked directly. We managed to have a great conversation with both Alex, Rob Dew, and other producers at Infowars. And we managed to finally sort out the whole misunderstanding. But you have to understand that, that uh, in my view... Uh, of things, when I'm risking my life uh, to to actually uh, bring you this information, because I was actually, when I was on the ground in Italy, I was risking my life. The police broke through my door, they arrested me, they, they locked me up for what I was saying. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't just like, I make a, fa a, a Facebook post in Italy, I will have the police at my door with a gun pointed at my head. So... It, it, this is the kind of uh, situation that I had when I was uh, reporting sure. for Infowars in Italy. So yeah. for me, I, I, it's very and important. Alex, to and the truth is, is the truth is, is Alex risks his life every day just being Alex Jones in public. Yeah, 
But no, my question to you is, do you, first of all, if you retract the statements that I, I, only, know about, I only know about you through Alex Jones, I've seen ah, you, okay. I can't even imagine how many times I've seen you on Alex's show and sure. you know, all your books, I got exposed to you and all your things through Alex Jones and the Alex Jones show. So like, what was the impetus to accuse him of taking millions of dollars from the Jesuits? There was, there was a, a source. I don't want to say who because I mean this is a source. Uh, is, is, is a, a source, let's say a source from within the intelligence world, uh, a source which I deemed as credible that came to me with certain accusations. And when I then I fronted Alex, he was capable of clarifying himself. And then, of course, the proof comes into with the pudding when he even gave me a uh, channel on Band of Video that is now uh, available for all the people who follow our platform. And, uh, and we were able to apologize. Your you're saying your channel's up? What is the show called? Because I didn't see your... I tried to find ah, you before. It's called the, the Leo Zagami Show. The and, Leo Zagami uh, Show. We also, with my wife uh, on Saturday, we did a public apology with my wife uh, also apologizing and saying, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, she was uh, wrong to do something like that. But also, you have to understand, here we are living in a very difficult situation. I had to flee a country and I had to come with only what I had in my luggage. And Alex knows this very well to America. And, uh, you know, I have to change my citizenship to avoid persecution from, from the Italian government. This is not a joke what I'm suffering from, 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 from my work. So this is uh, like maybe other people, for you it's a hobby. For me it's, uh, it's my life. So for, the so, record, so for the record, though, you, you, uh, you, Alex did not take millions of dollars from the Jesuits? Or you think absolute, he did? Ab ab absolutely not. The thing is this. You see, I was so capable. Who was this, of, who was your informant? Was it was it this guy Steve Pesheznik? Do you know that guy? Uh, no, uh, I'm definitely not Steve Pesheznik because I I can't stand him. <laughs> it's can't it's stand one of Steve those people in the intelligence world which I don't like. I mean, actually, I, I, I he has a, 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 if he goes back to Italy, he will be arrested immediately. But not because of what he wrote uh, or what he says, but because of what he did in the seventies in Italy. He was behind the assassination of a prime minister in Italy. So I mean, it's not like uh, <laughs> no. See, Aldo Moro. You can go and check yourself. Yeah, that's the guy who's really out for the Sandy Hook thing. That's the guy who's really responsible for. Sandy you see, Hook. I you, you have to understand one thing. For many years, Pachesnik is like Ray Epps of yeah, no, no. He worked, used to work for Harry Kissinger and stuff. A guy who works for Harry Kissinger for me is already, you know. I mean, I have a cousin who used to be the bodyguard of Harry Kissinger, so I know very well what I'm talking about here. So any, let me ask you a question. Yeah, not not to focus on Pachesnik or any or get off topic because I really want to clarify this. I know this took the internet by storm. This video that you you absolutely. made absolutely. And, and I, I want to I want to explore it. I want to get it all out into the open. I want to, you know, yeah. I personally was I love Alex. I, I showed up with my Alex Jones for president shirt on today to talk to you because I knew I was going to talk to you about this. And, and I told you I, 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 as a listener of you and somebody who was exposed to you from Alex, I was very upset seeing you say that because like in my uh, first of all, now you're saying it's not true. 
like my no, question to you is like it do you see that it makes sometimes it, it like kind of twists you up and like makes you look yeah, like you're saying things that aren't true at certain absolutely. points no but uh, we have to be clear you know once we cleared up the matter with alex and with the producers for the first time we were able to also see that my mail had been tampered that actually there was uh, some some activities that were completely outrageous that were done on my emails. I mean, at the end, I was imagine they were trying to send me mails from the Infowars provider, and I was regularly. I heard that they went into your spam box. Yeah, but not only that. Not only that. That's not like they, getting hacked, Leo. No, 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 no. Not only the Infowars provider ones. The Gmail sent from people within Infowars who use a Gmail. That is different, my friend. If you are Infowars, of course, Yahoo can block you. But if you are Gmail or Yahoo and you are sending them from a private mail, why is that in the spam? You're, so, but in the, eh? so your Sorry? invitation to Band.Video came from a YouTube account, is what, or you, uh, 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 Gmail email. No, okay. First of all, the invitation to come to YouTube and the and the and the and the whole contract was official and was done through the Infowars emails when I was still receiving them regularly. Then suddenly, in the last year, I received nothing, and then things got even more murky when, of course, I receive uh, you know uh, these producers tell me they will be sending me things that I was not I was not receiving. But also when uh, there was at one point uh, somebody who actually said that they had booked me for a show and they never had booked me. So that became a little bit weird. But like I said, we were able to clarify these things. Now, when so it comes I'm, down... I'm actually looking money, right now on the on the Bandai video and I don't see your channel up yet. When are you going to put Make It Go Live? It's already live. I'm ready on the Infowars uh, band of video. We had many visualizations, so I don't know if it's not appearing on your thing. But I mean, at least we uh, delivered the video and we delivered it also on YouTube and Facebook. So we made the apologize public. Uh, it's like the, a clip, like a... Like no, a, it's, a, it's a show. It's a show that we dedicated. So you apologized us. in a show. Yes, which is our show, weekly you show, clip, because we only do... You should clip it, and you should post the clip, and you should let people see the clip, because I know that the, a lot of the internet is very upset with you right now over it. Just well, I being mean, a realist. Uh, being a realist. Yes, I could lie but, uh, to you. And, and... Just a second, my friend. Alex Jones said many times after he had me on in 2015, and let's make it clear, he apologized for not taking seriously what I have said. So when you don't take seriously what I have said, and then you don't have me on, and then I have evidence that you are basically ignoring my work, well, at that point, I am capable myself of saying how things are in front of my audience in a certain way. You so, see, the problem was that a lot of people were just going on my nest because they said, when are you on info? Why are you not on info? Why not? And at the end, I tried. I tried and I tried and I couldn't get any any reaction from the thing. So why, and I let me ask you, let, I, I understand. I get what you're saying. I, just to keep, yeah. just to wrap this up and keep it short. Yes. What, what was your, you said you had an I FBI. Also, I, no, the source that gave me the information regarding that connection and regarding the fact that after Sandy Hook, maybe some rich Catholics also gave their own influence. But the thing is that the proof in the end, Adam, is in the pudding. So I don't care if you get 
10 million from uh, whatever. I care that you are capable of broadcasting my investigations, my articles, my work that I do in my books. If you are not doing that, then it becomes suspicious. So, like I said, uh, the proof is in the pudding. The fact that now we have an Infowars uh, Bandot video channel that apparently is going quite well since I had uh, 13, 14,000 views on the show. But it's not the out there, dude. I just checked on Bandot video. If you contact, I'll send you the link. Yeah, can you we... really quick? I want to see it. Absolutely, sure. No problem. I don't know how we can interact with the links. So I'm not very technical. Do we have a share uh, screen or something? I can do it. I think so. This is a pretty hot technology. Um, here uh, no, 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 no. Just let me see. I, I, I can maybe because I have it here and I can give it to you very easily if you have a share. Do you want to text it to me? Uh, I don't use the phone. You see, you send me everything on the phone, but uh, for me, I actually have to use uh, my wife to transfer here, the link. Let me see it right here. Here, here, here. here you are. Here you There's are. Here. Chain. Let here. me see. Check. Hold up. Give me one second. Let me uh, get on the solo uh, screen. Where is it? Oh, that there. declaration. No, it's a. No, watch. It's uh, the. Oh, there you are. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's official. Leo Zagami's got his show on InfoWars. Yes. It's official. All right. So now that this is all settled and it's done and it's yeah. all between us, what are you doing with your FBI agent? Like, are you kind of pissed off that he fed you some bullshit story about Alex? First of all, he's not an FBI agent, but he's actually a source uh, close to an it's, it's basically a former NSA agent. But the thing is that... Uh, I mean, the proof, like I said, is that Alex gave me back uh, the possibility to be on this platform. So if uh, I can talk freely about these subjects, I don't see how it's possible that Alex at the same time gets any financing from the Jesuits or anybody uh, that basically doesn't want me to talk. Uh, you, you understand what I mean here? Right. I hope. Yeah. Because... The, 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 the thing for me is not the problem of, you no, I'm not the kind of guy who accuses you of being this or that just because I want to troll you. However, I'm talking about the fact that I worked for many years doing my job as an investigative journalist, working, exposing this topic, and then suddenly the topic wasn't touched anymore because it's true. I mean, we actually, and this is something that I discussed also with Daria at Infowars. If, uh, you know, between 2015 and 2022, you have a certain number of articles and interventions of me talking about the Vatican, and suddenly you are not really discussing the Vatican topic anymore in the last six months, then the guy from the NSA who gives me the BS information, of course, he's facilitated because he says, you see, Alex doesn't want to talk because he's doing this and this with this other guy. Now, I don't want to say who this other guy is, but let's say that this other guy is quite known in conservative Catholic circles. That's it. Okay. I think that uh, clearly, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to find the apology and post it to this video so that it could get more ah, out. Yeah, there. yeah. I think sure, it's sure. I think it's really important, you know, to uh, to show the apology. Um, you could send. But, could... but, but remember, but remember, Adam, that mm. all this started with an apology 
from Alex to me when he took the plane and he came to this square and he yeah. said, sorry, Leo, because you were right and I was wrong. Now I'm saying you were right and I was wrong. So you have to recognize when you are able to, to recognize your own faults. I think that is helping all the community of info warriors and of people who in the end of the day are, are fighting a common enemy. So I did it for that reason. So clarifying you And you regret in, doing it? Do you regret doing it? No, because you see, paradoxically, if I probably you don't didn't regret do it, taking to the internet and making up a fake story about Alex, taking millions of dollars no, from the Jesuits so that you didn't no. get your band off video channel. First of all, first of all, Adam, Adam, I never, it's not a fake story. I had the source. If I wanted, I could have moved forward and bring out the source and bring out the evidence that the source brought with me. I'd like uh, to, to see me. the source. I mean, just well, as an uh, investigative I'm journalist, sorry, I want to see the source. I'm sorry, but now that's not possible because I think it will only, uh, it's not, it's, there's no point anymore. It's like we have clarified, both me and Alex have clarified this matter, and I think okay. that we can move on. Okay. Uh, I don't think that there is any point, really. So we'll Absolutely. move on. We'll move on too. I wanted to press you on that, and I think it's important for the Infowars community no, because I think we did see you, like we did see you on the Infowars community yeah. as a trusted source of information. But Alex, Alex and knows the, very well, and he said it himself. I am the trusted source when it comes down to what goes on in the Vatican at the tip of the spear of a certain. Uh, you know, w w let's say the Jesuits are part with the Sabbatian Frankies of the problem. They're not the only problem, probably. But in any case, I have done my work for many years demonstrating my sacrifice. And, and so in the end, if you are deciding suddenly to not touch on that subject, a lot of people were writing to me and saying, why is Alex not touching on the Vatican anymore? Well, there's a lot of subjects going on, man. There's a lot of things happening in the world. I mean, Listen, like, I man. have definitely seen you on within the last three months. When was the last time you were on Alex's show? On the 31st, I think, of December, uh, 2022. I haven't been you in You have not been on once this whole year? No. no. That's wild, because in my memory, and, like, that, I just that, see that, you on replay uh, all the time yeah, on Alex's yeah. show. But, but that that's was the reason why probably... I started to listen to the source in question because if Alex was having me on every week, I would have said to the guy, "Listen, that's BS." Because you I'm should punch him in the face. Huh? You should punch him in the face. Well, Your probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, he's in Detroit. He's not here. So he's so, not even here. <laughs> where? What's his address? So, Maybe we'll go punch no, him in the face no, for you. No. No, no worries. No, no I but think I, I'm serious, Leo. Sometimes I'm a little. Uh, sometimes I get a little defensive over AJ because you know he goes through all this shit from the whole world. He's like he you gets beat up, Adam, and then it was Adam. disappointing. And I would hope that next time that you have a conflict with him or anybody else, that you pick up the phone or or. And I encourage everybody who's listening, who also has shows and and audiences, to not take to the internet with you know propaganda okay. about you have to understand from that there was also some faults that we found actually that were proven now i didn't want to denounce them publicly but you know maybe privately i can discuss them with you but within people who work at infowars who maybe should have done better their job that's it 
and I don't want to go further with that. Okay. Okay. So there, there was some evidence that we uncovered with Rob Dew, and that's it. I leave it to that. You know, when I talk, and I, you know, and and when I, you know, in the end manage to clarify everything, I'm very happy for both me and for Alex that this beef didn't go on. But you have to understand that there was some proper, real yeah. reasons why, absolutely, you know, we got to this point. When you are sending me, for example, a contract and I'm talking on the phone with you, I'm saying yes, and you're saying yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, but then nothing happens. Well, then things start to become, but that was only the first stage because then things got, got even worse later. So mm -hmm. it's, it's important, I think, that people uh, have a communication. Now, it's obvious that Alex is very busy and he has his own problems. And obviously, you know, probably that has been also, you know, uh, part of the thing. You can't follow every single thing that goes on. No? But yeah. in any case, uh, I managed finally to, to clarify the matter. And that's what's important. But uh, you are right. People should definitely clarify things. But this is not uh, like a, a, a just, uh, how you say, an uh, uh, when you are emotional and you go on the internet and you start to badmouth something. Here it was months and months and months and months mm. of being ignored after you have risked your life. I repeat, you can say whatever you want about, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the work Alex does. And I completely agree. He risks his life every day for what he has done. But my friend, trust me that I have risked my life in Italy and Alex knows very well with what kind of people I've been risking my life. He was there and he was scared in Italy in front of the camera when, when I bought him in certain places. So that's it. So we'll leave it at that. I don't want to beat it to the ground, but as an investigative journalist who happened to have an interview with you scheduled this week and having this uh, in the background as noise, I had to ask you these questions and I, and I wanted to... I think I think it's important that we clarified it and that we can move on. But also it's important that finally we understand that the enemy is... I mean, the fact that you were saying before with the males, but it was the tampering of the males was confirmed also by Rob Dew. And there was some serious tampering of the males mm. that was done. So, I mean... So let's, a, take this a, as, let's take this as an opportunity to pivot towards something good for Alex. Let's throw this QR code right up here above my head. This is the QR code for InfoWarsStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore, support what we do here, support our broadcast. And Leo, tell me, have you bought anything from InfoWarsStore.com? Yes, I uh, use a product constantly for my kidney stones. Uh, it's uh, two products I use. It's the fish oil capsule that uh, I have, and then the fizzy magnesium. Uh, and this that helps product, for kidney stones. Yes, that's very. And actually, it was a Jewish friend of mine who suggested that I use them, and he's uh, somebody who was involved in the medical field. Wow. And uh, I was suffering from. You see, I was poisoned in 2014 aside from being arrested and tortured in Italy and these are facts because I was involved in a social arrest called the Pitchfork Revolution and during that uh, they poisoned me and after the poisoning uh, I ended up in hospital and I had some serious problems and since then I never really fully recovered with my kidneys and I, I, ha I was a little bit better since I came here to live in Palm Springs because the weather is much warmer, so it, it creates less problems with the kidney stones. 
But suddenly I was but suffering the fish oil again. And the, fizzy, the fish oil and the fish yes. magnesium take it, helps. Yes, I, I take it every morning. Every morning uh, my wife gives me a capsule of uh, the fish oil and the fizzy magnesium. And I must say, you see, before I couldn't even touch a glass of beer or a glass of wine and I would immediately feel it in my kidney. So I was basically, I couldn't drink anymore, anything, even a glass of beer. And now? And instead, and now I can drink a whole bottle of beer or champagne or wow. anything. And then I have so you heard it first here, everybody. Fizzy magnesium yeah. and fish oil will help you drink better. Oh, well, I mean, it's not a question only of drink. It's a question with the kidneys so that really helps. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like, uh, you know, and in fact, uh, here, uh, now I can't get up, but uh, if you want, again, I will show you. I have a bunch of them. You know? <laughs> about the supplements. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yes, yes, yes. No, I like to plug InfoWars Store to, on every show. Click the link yes. right here, everybody. Go right now. Go up on InfoWars Store. Buy something. Keep us on the air. Support the broadcast and support what we do here at InfoWarsBand.video. Um, yeah, I like to, I like to do that in every show and give Alex, give Alex, what is, how does that Jesus quote go? Give unto Alex, what is Alex's? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think, uh, you see, you, you know, when you, no, I love helping Alex. I honestly, yeah. I, I, I actually started doing this because of Owen Troyer. I would like sit in my house all the time watching Bandai video, watching Infowars for years and years and years. And I actually got picked up on this show by Ben Stein and I was on his show for about a year and. They, they, they kind of picked me off. I started my own show, The Adam King Show, and uh, got my band channel through. As soon as I launched The Adam King Show, I, I ended up getting my band channel and um, like a couple months into it. And actually, my first day recording anything on band was the day that Kanye West came to uh, do his thing. So in the episode, I'm like cutting to the live feed through my mm. episode, and Kanye's there. And this is like my first day on my band channel. And so it was. Uh, I thought that was very symbolic, but um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, especially because it's like the first. Like I mean, like I'm like a you know, I got my Infowars hat on, but like I got my yarmulke on underneath. I'm like a, you know, Kipo wearing Jew on Infowars. It's a real revelation to the world to, for someone like me to be on Infowars. You know, it's it's big deal for my community. My community loves tuning into Infowars, and 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 uh, and the Jewish people love Alex. So. Um, you know, it's it it was really fitting that on the day that I started this the channel it was uh, the whole Kanye West debacle. It was like God saying, "Okay, you're chosen for this. Go, buddy." And here I am today with Leo Zagami. Yeah, so, the essence of the essence of God. You know, the essence of God. It's very important to emanate always the essence, the correct essence of God, and you know. I think uh, that you have uh, that Talmudic precept, uh, Yogati Ustamosi Tamin, uh, with, uh, I find always very interesting. I like very much the teachings that Zelenko gave, because Zelenko, a lot of people uh, consider him very, very much... Of mine. Yeah, he, he, they, they consider him mostly for what he did with his formula for COVID, but they never really know about his great teachings and uh, yeah. which are like the essence to essence or the seven by ten format of essence, the, the, the work that he did uh, prior to to his uh, COVID formula in, in, in the more in the Kabbalah, in the spiritual uh, realm. And also the way that uh, in his last book uh, he 
talks about death. He knew that death was approaching with his cancer and the fact that he didn't have the fear of death because he found in, in, in that illness a way of getting close to God. I, I, I very much like also that part of uh, the late work of Zelenko. I have a, a unbelievably funny story of how I met uh, I met Zev, and um, so this was after he was mega famous, like beyond famous that you can't imagine how famous this guy was at the t- at the height of Trump. He was so famous, and I got a text message on my Facebook from a profile that says Zev Zelenko. And he's like, hi, I'm Dr. Zelenko. I want to reach out to you. I'm like, bullshit. You're like some Nigerian hacker, like trying to like, like get at me. I was like, what do you know about me? How do you know me? He's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. I heard about you. I want to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. I want you to help with what we're doing. And, and I was like, I was like, you full of shit. I was, he's like, no, I'm serious. I was like, okay, face video face me right now. And he video faced me. And I was like, oh, damn, it's really you. <laughs> And that's how I met Zelenko. And, and we were very close. He came on my show a couple times when he was alive uh, with Ben Stein. Uh, and and um, I actually got to speak to him right before he passed away. And um, uh, honestly, I loved him. Loved, loved, loved. I still love him. But right before he passed away, before he went into the surgery, he called me. And we spoke on the phone. And he actually admonished me. And I'll never forget it. He was, you know, because he was going through so much pain. And he was, like, writhing. And really on his last days... And he was going for that surgery that that. that but took in, his but life. in fact, the last book he published, he published posthumously. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's actually a great work. I mean, uh, yeah. I advise many. I'll to, post a know, link to it right now on the on the edit. But he admonished it's, 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 me, and he and he yelled at me, and he said the last words I ever spoke with him. He was yelling at me, and he was saying, "You need to do more for America. You need to do more for the world." It was a good admonishment. I felt like it was almost like, like you know, like a like a leader passing a mantle on in some way. It was, it was hard. It was it was hard to hear. Like I like he told me I don't do enough for the movement and I need to work harder and I need to, you know, America's only going to be saved if people like me double down and like. And he really came at me and and I, and to this day I thank him. I thank his his neshama, his neshama have an aliyah. You know, he, he, he really... Because I did. I stepped up my game, and now I'm on Band Up Video, and now I'm out here. Yeah. And, like, I really have a lot of his push to thank for it. Because he, he was connecting the root of a Jewish soul to the essence of God. That mm-hmm. was his, uh, his, his thing, you know. He really connected the, the Jewish soul. So I'm sure that he's happy uh, seeing you in this uh, process of working also in some way to uh, promote also the misunderstandings around Judaism, uh, which I noticed you're doing very well in your show. So Thank you very I'm much. glad that today we were able to also clarify this matter about uh, what happened with Alex, but at the same time also discuss previously all, all, all of uh, what we discussed. Well, which I, I had to have a- you, I had to talk about the Shabtai Tzvi stuff because nobody talks about Shabtai Tzvi and it's like an integral part of the global conspiracy against humanity is this cult and nobody mm-hmm. focuses on it and nobody talks about it. And like, it's one thing to say that like, you know, some secular Jew 
is like no, responsible but, for all of Judaism. But when you see that, like some of these secular yeah. Jews are tied into this singular network of like very occultic, very uh, Sabbatean. It's not just Jews in the Sabbatean movement. There's a whole no, no, but plethora. Well, there was people. a say. I found a lot, unfortunately, because for, in my years in Freemasonry, I found a lot of Freemasons who were actually looking up to Sabatei Zevi. There wow. is a guy in Italy who even wrote a book, 666, dedicated to Sabatei Zevi, mm. who is a famous Freemason in Italy, who wrote a book. I will send you a link. Or I mean, it's in Italian, the book, if you want. I think I have it somewhere yeah. in PDF. I'll send it to you. But in any case, uh, it's like they... You know, they, they kind of think about uh, this figure like uh, the guy who in some way helped the Enlightenment. Uh, you have to understand also one thing. Madame Blavatsky founded this, uh, the Theosophical Society in 1875, but she was a disciple of Max Theon, who was a Sabbatean Frankist, who was actually a guy who, who was involved in this secret society known as the Brotherhood of Luxor, which promoted the, a lot of the stuff within the Sabbatean Frankist heresy. And the same was done also by the cousin of Jacob Frank, who founded an order known as the Asian Brethren, who became a Masonic order, which the Sabbatean Frankists used also to promote their own things. So then, uh, you know, all, all of the teachings that basically uh, Sabbatai Zevi and, and Jacob Frank put together, they were filtered for these various uh, secret societies. And of course, they influenced the rest of the world, because uh, if Max Theon is as uh, some people and historians think is this is correct, was the teacher of Madame Blavatsky, then of course we are talking about, like I said before, the, the, the actual society which influenced more than anything else the foundation of Nazism. So we can also uh, link uh, what uh, Rabbi uh, Anterman said with uh, with all this, and then we get a very clear picture of of, of the nefarious influence of Sabbatai Zevi in the world, which are a lot more than people think. So it needs to be denounced, it needs to be exposed, just as you expose the Jesuits. That's why I uh, asked Jewish people to help me out in understanding better the Sabbatai Zevi and studying better uh, with books and stuff. So yeah. I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, we didn't even get to touch on uh, the Sabbatean movement into Hollywood, which I actually have seen you speak on Alex's show about. And I would love to go further deeper with you on a future episode since we're kind of running Absolutely. out of time here. But um, but it but they but there is this nefarious occult over impending arch and um you know one thing that i like to cover on on this show is what i call the rise of the cult of baal which is um and i i accuse francois henry pinault the uh leader of the pinault family as being the leader of this this uh horrible disgusting cult the cult of baal and um and although I see that there's like people who are interconnected, like you could see like a trace of interconnected people, like email, like evil has like each other on the email blast, so they all know who each other are. But like the thing with evil is evil wants to rule solely. So this concept of like ruling collectively is not an is not like something that evil is capable of doing. They always want 
one group will always try to take power over the other groups and they'll always try to conflagrate their rules. So to say that the Sabbateans control the evil empire or to say the Nazis control the evil no. empire or to say I, that... I, I, I'm not I, saying that you're I, saying that. I'm saying that like each one of these groups, they, you know, the Skull and Bones and all these different organizations, yeah, if, if they you make all it, have their uh, own desire to rule it all, you know? And, Adam, Adam, you have to understand one thing though. There is really, if you have studied for many years the system, really a pyramid of power. And the pyramid of power sees, uh, you know, it's very compartmentalized, but in reality, when you understand it, uh, you get uh, all the various aspects of it. So that's why I said the Vatican. The Vatican is the one that, from the Second Vatican Council onwards, welcomed the Sabbatean Frankist forces, mm. which are within the French Freemasonry, very much present in France, by the way, Grand Lodge de France, Grand Orient of France. And they, uh, so there is a direct link, but also there is a direct link between, like I said earlier, all the secret societies of a certain milieu that we call the Illuminati, but of course there is a number of different, that, you know, they have different names, even the Ordo Templi Orientis of Alistair Crowley. If mm. we go and study the history of uh, uh, the Ordo Templi Orientis, we will see the influence of the Sabbatean Frankists within it, uh, right. because... Uh, in fact, the Brotherhood, the Hermetic Brotherhood of Light, which is said to be also connected to Max Theon with the Hermetic Brotherhood of Luxor, is listed amongst the found, founders of the OTO. So, the, the, the whole milieu which Alistair Crowley founded the OTO, uh, no, he didn't found the OTO because the OTO was already in existence, but he took over the OTO and he worked within this milieu, which was the Theosophical Society milieu. He himself was nominated the head of the OTO in a reunion which was done in Germany in the 1920s, in 1925. So, you know, Germany is really the place with a lot of these secret societies. You have the Rosicrucians, you have the Illuminati, you have certain branches of Freemasonry, including the, the one founded by the cousin of Jacob Frank. So, we have uh, basically... Uh, a, a system between the between the Jesuits and the Sabbateans that have in some way created this system of secret societies that then control themselves the think tanks, the various institutions of this new world order. So in reality, they are all part of the same thing. It's just that you have to put the puzzle together. There is all of them, the Nazis, the communists, like even... You know, when it comes down to the Nazis and the communists, in the end, they come from a common root, which is socialism. Uh, socialist, communist, it comes from the same kind of thing. It's And, and then Adam Bishop and the Illuminati promoted that, uh, that uh, communist uh, idea. And that's why the League of the Just, uh, the founder of the League of the Just, which published Karl Marx's manifesto, was a disciple of Adam Bishop. So in the end, Adam, all these groups are connected. All of them. You know, you have to understand one thing that up until maybe 60, 70 years ago, we had a lot less people that were capable of reading and studying and having access to libraries and culture. And it was a very restricted number of people who knew each other, even when they were working on uh, different sides of the, uh, let's say, of this whole picture. So I think that I, uh, today we have uh, probably clarified that and maybe in the future we can also clarify 
the role of the Sabbatean Frankist within Hollywood, which is, uh, of course, a very long uh, uh, story that we can't go into now because it starts in 1909. Imagine that. So yeah. it kind of. We'll have you back again because I feel like this is a, a a great forum for this information because a lot of Jewish people will see it and and it's great that somebody who isn't Jewish who is you said you are Catholic to have the information about the Sabbateans and 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 be promoting this so that we're not the only ones you know like. Jews, we we end up having to be so, and I hate being apologetic, and I refuse to do but it. I, I, I'm a conquering lion of Judah. I am not apologetic for everything that I do, but a lot of Jews in general, like they live on a, like an, a, a grand apology tour, like their whole life is an apology tour, you know. And 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 I feel like the Sabbateans are, are really to blame for like a lot of like yeah, the, the, the yeah, reasons why people hate Jews in the world today, and so it, it needs to be exposed and it needs to be outed. If, if you want to go in my writings, I would suggest volume four for all the links between the Sabbatean Frankist and the Jesuits, because there is links, direct links, volume four of my confessions. And volume seven of my confession also picks up again on the Sabbatean Frankist, because, of course, they are also part of, uh, of, of, the, of what is the background, the occult background of the Great Reset. And then on top of that, like we said, the volume 8, uh, when it comes down to the actual uh, Hollywood uh, show business, uh, million uh, entertainment business in general, which is connected to the Sabbatian Frankies. And the role, of course, of Freemasonry in all this, because Freemasonry uh, is a subject which I've been very close to as I was a member for many years and so I know more or less the history of Freemasonry in connection also with uh, the Sabbatean Frankies. So I, I think that it's, it's been a good uh, chat today to clarify on all these points. We covered a lot we... of subjects, we cleared a lot of air and we set the groundwork for future discussions. I couldn't think of a better show and a, and a great way to end. How, what do you say about that? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, that uh, it was a, a, a treasure. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great treasure. Sholovrov, they say. No, it's a great treasure. So, so you heard it. Thank you. You heard it all here, everybody. On Infowars, on Bandai Video, on Rumble, on wherever you find us, on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you find us, you heard it first here. Leo Zagami, Shabtai Tzvi. The situation with Jones and Banda video, it's over. He's got his own channel now. And uh, we're going to be back actually on Thursday. Thursday, we got unbelievable recording. We're going from hit to hit, Leo. Every single week, we got a hit. It's it's exciting over here, man. It's nonstop yeah. and it's always hot. And, well, uh, we are going to continue the mission. We are living in exciting times, no? Yeah. And so I know. That the part of the Jewish community is praying to anticipate the return of the Messiah, the arrival of the Messiah. Return of, of the Mac. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, oh, the, it, the Mashiach is coming. The Mashiach is coming. And the Mashiach and, will be televised on InfoWars. And, and, and of course, it will be maybe a different one from what the Christians have in mind. Because, you see, I have really, when you say I'm Catholic, I was born and I was raised, of course, within the Catholic Church. I also work with the Catholic Church. That's actually my first radio show was in a Catholic radio when I was 13 years old. So I was brought up as an altar boy. I can't say I wasn't a Catholic. But in any, in any case, 
I understood through, through my life that we are living in a very specific moment that we Christians call the end times, in which in the end the ultimate answers will be given not by a terrestrial institution which can be corrupted by greed, either is a church or a synagogue or a mosque or anything else, but it will be given, of course, by the Messiah when he comes back, and by our own relationship with God, that has always to be pure at heart. And that's why we have to always be also able to forgive. And that is one of the great values of Christianity, which, which I think that uh, me and Alex in this uh, beef kind of demonstrated in the end that we were capable of doing, forgiving each other. Right. Forgiveness is the key. And, you know, I'll, I, I truly believe in forgiveness. And uh, I've sinned to people in the past and been forgiven for what has happened to me. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I really think that uh, those who have it in their heart to forgive uh, truly are, uh, uh, are elevated souls. And, um, and that's what it all comes down to. Most importantly, we have to forgive ourselves. And um, but yeah, you're right. That, the Christians, that, the Christians have a big a, surprise coming out. when the Messiah comes. They're gonna be like yes. tripping yes. out. Messiah's gonna be some rootsy shtetl Jew who like uh, you know messing messing things up in the world for the evil empire. And uh, it'll if, be a big if, shock. It'll be a big shock to a lot of Christians when the Messiah is not a Christian. Like a, in volume, at the end of volume seven of my confessions, remember that this United States of America is a republic on which we stand until the return of, uh, for us Christians, the return, of course, for you is the, the coming of the Messiah, because he is a king, and as well as he's a king of the Jews, he's the king of the rest of uh, humanity, and uh, he will never be treated he's an Arab with king. Yeah, and so it will never be treated with the limitations of a constitution built by man. So at that point, I always say, the republic on which you stand has an expiry date, which is the arrival of the Messiah, because from that moment onwards, we are, again, a monarchy. Remember that, a right. monarchy. Just like at the time of David, of Solomon, mm -hmm. monarchy. And the concept of monarchy is something that we need to readdress a little bit, because... Uh, a lot of people have a lot of confusion on what is a monarch. And uh, a monarch, uh, an ideal monarch, can be found, I guess, uh, with Plato's uh, description in the, the Ten Monarchs of Atlantis. The ideal monarch is somebody who really sacrifices himself for the people, not, uh, is not uh, somebody who oppresses the people, is somebody who really gives to the people. And, and, and that is a very good concept. Without all the, you know, the, 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 this uh, corruption that we have today, where people who arrive in Washington uh, always put in front their interests, like, for example, Joe Biden <laughs> or many other politicians uh, who, who unfortunately have uh, not this ideal uh, that uh, instead uh, the Messiah will retransmit possibly to us and, and we will embrace. Yeah. So thank you very much for having me on that. Absolutely. And uh, it's uh, one of the things that the Messiah is going to do, and I said this in my episode with Adam Green, is the the possessions there will be a day 
when the Vatican starts emptying out their coffers and you see truckloads. Imagine the news, the seeing this on the news, truckloads for days of treasures from the whole world going to be redistributed to their, their real lands where they come from. And cultures are going to set up museums. Humans are going to harness free electricity and all the things that the Catholic Church has been hoarding from humanity and all the knowledge and information, the abundance of knowledge and information, the wellsprings that are going to flow and the, uh, the advancement of consciousness when all human beings will once again have access to the, un- the vast amounts of, of, of uh, scholarly works that the Vatican has been hoarding, the secret knowledge. Like you said, the, these Jesuits that went around the whole world looking for knowledge, they want to hoard it from humanity. They want to keep it secret so that humanity can be controlled. And we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let that happen on the Adam King show. Leo Zagami is not going to let that happen. Alex Jones is not going to let that happen. And we're going to stay on on InfoWars where the Messiah will be televised. They say the revolution will not be televised, but it will be televised on InfoWars. You can bet your ass it will. And we are going to come back every single week. You know, we will find that equilibrium, which uh, you have to understand that the cyber Satan is already jeopardizing us. And we are risking a new flood if we will rise to power because uh, the moment in which uh, they start dealing with necromancy, the they, they seances through the AI, I mean, we know what happened to King Saul. It wasn't really a happy ending for him. So, yeah. you know, necromancy is a very bad thing, and that is probably... But every act of sorcery is a bad thing. And that's why we had something like the Great Flood, but also we had the... the the fall of the Tower of Babel, we had the ten plagues of Egypt. These are moments in which God brings divine retribution. And that is something that unfortunately we will be dealing with because there will be probably some form of divine retribution along the way, which we will only be able to overcome by our faith and by our belief in God. Thank you so much. Shalom. Leo, thank you. Shalom and God bless. And we will see you all next week here with another edition of The Adam King Show. Peace out, InfoWars. I think it's an arrow at the bottom.